0: Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarko.
1: Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi,
0: I'm Seth Warres. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mead. My name is Reid Purvis. Hi, I'm Laskin. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast, all thanks to the... C.I.A.O.P.S. Patron Community, The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook, N2K Podcast, and online at ciaops.podbean.com.
1: Welcome along to The Need to Know Podcast. It is episode 292 and we are in December 2022. We're not far away from Christmas, so this will be the last episode until after Christmas. So take this opportunity to wish all the listeners a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and safe holidays. I will do a podcast in between Christmas and New Year hopefully on the reg- regular schedule of about every two weeks but again taking opportunity to thank everybody for listening in to the Need to Know podcast for 2022. Looking forward to continuing with this in 2023 and wishing everybody a happy christmas now as always there are a number of resources available to you from me so the first one of those is uh my email address you can feel free to email me ask me any questions director at ciaops.com next one is the youtube channel youtube.com forward slash at director cia twitter is at director cia and also on the mastodon so twit.social forward slash at director cia is where you'll find me Uh, if you are interested in joining my free community channel you can do so the link is in my blog so again you can do a search on blog.ciaops for join my shared channel Uh, the link to how to do that configure your environment to accept that will be in the show notes for this episode. Don't forget the merch store, some good items in there, t-shirts to make a statement at conferences, and you can become a CIA Ops patron, ciaopspatron.com. Thanks to all the patrons out there who are supporting me regularly to be able to create a lot of this free content for people. Now, the last thing I'll mention from myself is I am running a incident response training course in January again the link will be in the show notes if you want to go and sign up so it's conducted over basically uh, a number of weeks so four weeks in January one every week uh, we'll look at what's required before a Microsoft 365 incident what happens during all the recommendations during afterwards and then we'll do a bit of a uh, hands-on AMA style lab environment for uh, the last sessions have so you interested in that please sign up beforehand uh, so that you're ready to go in early January. It will be recorded and made available uh, to patrons as well. So again, another reason to become a CIA Ops patron. Now with that, let us get into some news. So one of the first interesting articles that I found was one here about using access policies policies to require multiple administrative approvals from Microsoft. So uh, typically what we see is that you know when <clears throat> somebody wants to Uh, be approved into uh, an environment usually it's only going to go through a single uh, administrator but what we can do here now is we can require two at least two people to uh, provide uh, you know that uh, approval process all right so the idea here is this is linked to Intune so the document here says to help protect against Compromised administrative accounts use Intune access policies to require a second administrator account to you to be used to approve a change before the change is applied. So again if you're concerned about insider issues or compromised admin accounts this is probably a very good option for you. Put the link in the show notes for you to go in and have a read of that documentation. Now, another one which has just come out here from Microsoft is this Introduction in, to Enhanced Company Branding for Sign-in Experience in Azure AD. Now, they've sort of wizardized this a lot more than what it used to be. There are more options in here, more tabs to work out, so you need to go through uh, basics, layout, header, footer, sign-in form, review it, and then approve it. Uh, so, again, I've got a document there. You can go in and have a look at that. It's a new, easier to use um interface rather than the traditional one we used to uh, there in Azure AD. Now, speaking of company branding, I came across what appears to be a change in the way Microsoft licenses uh, company branding. Now, prior to, I think, November, uh, Microsoft would allow you to go in and brand a tenant even without the requirement for an Azure AD premium license so that appears to have changed because I do have branding on one of my own demo tenants have it had it for years and that tenant definitely does not have Azure AD P1 in it but if I go in there today using the traditional method of working through Azure AD clicking on company branding I'm greeted by a message that now says you know I have no access and I need to uh, put in an Azure AD P1 or P1 premium p1 or p2 license to allow that so that definitely has changed and it is a little bit strange to me because microsoft again is you know sort of on the security bandwagon here touting security and one would think that being able to brand your tenant uh, is something that does make it a little bit more secure so that users can recognize that it is their tenant rather than a, a phishing one uh, so this has changed, I don't know and can't get. Any, haven't got any information as to why it's changed or what the thinking is. Maybe it's got something to do with the new uh, way that you put in branding perhaps, I, I don't know but I'm stro- you know, going to go and try and find out more about this. But at this stage of the game it seems to me that if you do want to change branding inside a tenant then you will need, the user that does that will need an Azure p one license. Now, I suppose an easy way to get around this is for the user that's doing this initially is to configure them with a trial Azure AD P1 license to do the branding. But if you do want to make changes after 30 days, you'll need to have that full license in there. And of course, yet another reason to buy uh, Microsoft 365 Business Premium because that includes an Azure AD P1 license. And the recommendation, my best practice, is always to license uh, that admin user and you can start with a business premium in there it'll give them azure ADP, adp1 and then they can go, do, go in and do the company branding but seems to be without that uh, azure adp1 license that you can't do company branding anymore um, that's a bit of a um, a bit of a downside i think we'll see what happens going forward so another item here is that the new admin center that unifies Azure AD and other identity and access products. So Microsoft is moving a lot of their standalone portals and, and features, I suppose, into you know the one portal to rule them all, the Microsoft 365 portal. So security.microsoft.com, uh, the compliance portal as well. They've rebranded some of this under Entra. So the you know the Entra admin center here is you now another option that you can go to. All right, so again, this article will indicate that they've brought it under that banner now. They have Azure AD, uh, Microsoft Entra permissions management, Entra verified identity, uh, Entra workload identities, and Entra identity governance. All right, so again, it's all still in there in individual portals, but they are trying to consolidate that, making it sort of easier to navigate and, and working through uh, these, you know, major admin portals. So the Entra one is entra.microsoft.com if you want to go in and have a look at the consolidated view of some of these identity management capabilities. Now, moving on to probably one of my favorite desktop applications, OneNote, we've got some new layout options coming for uh, OneNote on Windows, a good article here that runs through some of these uh, enhancements around navigation. So if you want your navigation on the left rather than on the right, uh, you can change that. You can also, so that allows you to change, you know, the tabs layout, so you can have them the way you want, whether vertical or whatever on the left on the right. So some nice um, options there for you if you're into OneNote, you really do wanna customize it to get exactly the way that you want. Now, Microsoft has released a bit of a teaser video here introducing Microsoft Teams Premium with the features that are included in this. No announcement yet as to when the date of releases. I don't think they've released the price either. We expect it in the new year, and it's going to be an add-on. Now, it includes some nice features that certainly I would pay for to do enhanced webinars, um, Green Room, it will allow you to do payments in Teams. So if you are doing bookings or you're doing Uh, remote consultation, you can do bookings, um, you know, take payments through that. So I do like the sound of a lot of it. Now, I do appreciate that many businesses and individual users probably don't need all these features, but I I would suggest that inside every business is probably room for at least one or two uh, Microsoft Teams premium licenses to, you know, achieve something, especially with external users and webinars and things like that. So, if you uh, keep your eye on the you know, the modules for Microsoft, I'm sure they'll announce that shortly, it'll probably come into preview. You'll typically probably get also a 30-day trial of that, so that's a good time to get a feel for it. Work out if it is of value to you and add it into your environment. So at this stage, again, my understanding is it will be an add-on. Um, I'm not sure, I would suggest probably in the $3 to $5 range perhaps. Um, and it will be available to add to any any SKU and add some nice additional features in there. And for me, very interested in the the enhanced webinar capabilities. So we've also got an announcement here from Microsoft about new removable storage management features. So this is to tackle those tricky USB drives that people love to uh, plug into machines and cause all sorts of potential havoc. Uh, basically what we can do now is we've got the ability to you know support different um, you know we can block files from going onto USB drives we can also do some really great queries um, in KQL whether that's Defender or whether that's in Sentinel as well so you can really get quite granular and see what's going on there and those uh, queries are generally available uh, in the GitHub repos for those products and it will throw up, once you set the policies appropriately, it will throw up the appropriate warnings in the Defender console. So you can go in and have a look at it. Best option I would suggest to start off with is probably to set it into audit mode. So you get a feel, you can look at the reporting in the back end before you go and you know turn it on to enforcement. But this good article here covers off all the items here and currently in preview, so you can go and turn it on have a play with it without any additional cost in there so if you are interested in controlling your usb drives in your environment go in and have a look at this new storage management feature that microsoft has recently announced now something else here we've got for defender for cloud app so this is the old mcas uh, cloud app security. So this allows us to more easily, you know, identify, you know, the data that's in use, the data that's in motion, and we can apply uh, policies to that. So if you sort of think of Defender for Cloud Apps as a proxy, uh, where all the traffic is passing through uh, that environment, that gives us the ability to control that plane using uh um, defender for cloud apps i think that's really really key in a work from home work remotely style uh, environment right so the way that the data is is sort of you know move through uh, cloud app uh, sorry cloud app defender for cloud apps is typically by defender for endpoint which again comes with microsoft 365 business premium so once you've got that and you put the defender roll out or, uh, you know, put on the Defender, configure the Defender endpoints for your machines, then the traffic is going to be captured uh, through uh, Defender for Cloud Apps and it's going to allow you to put in policies to, you know, enforce DLP, to control what users can and can't download, where they can do it. It's a whole range of policies that you've got capable in uh, Defender for Cloud Apps. So if you're really interested in that, I really recommend that if you're looking to control your information uh, in your environments and report on that go and have a look at this article here and have a look at you know the defender for cloud apps and remember that is the old um, mcas or cloud app security so the last bit of news here is um, microsoft is encouraging you to go in and give a product review um, provide some feedback and you will get rewarded here so the article here will take you through the steps of how you do a product review typically it's aimed at intune defender for cloud apps and defender for endpoint terms and conditions Apply, uh, But again, some good options there if you do want to go in and, and make some comments, make some feedback uh, around those products. And the way that you improve those products is certainly to go and provide feedback, let Microsoft know the good, the bad. Not something they will go and change it, but they don't know um, about it until someone goes in and does give them some feedback. So I highly recommend that you take the time to go in and do that. And Microsoft is looking to reward you if you do go and do that. So for my editorial, what I thought I would talk about is something which is pretty controversial uh, in the Microsoft 365 space, especially in the SMB, is around uh, the need or the requirements or the backup of Microsoft 365 data. Now, there are entities out there that claim that Microsoft doesn't backup uh, data in Microsoft 365. Now... I have an article here which I'll link to in the show notes for those of you who aren't watching the video. Uh, The reality is is that they are mistaken in the service agreement that that they are reading. So what they are reading typically is what's known as the consumer uh, grade service agreement. And in there it certainly does uh, mention that users should back up their data. However, when you drill into the link that is provided at the very top of the page as to what products this SLA actually does um, apply to, you will find that none of the consumer grade Microsoft 365 uh, services are included there. So that SLA about users having to back up their own data does not apply in or to Microsoft commercial services, right? Now this article again that I've written, you'll see here that uh, I've got a post here, a slideshow, captured slideshow uh, from a recent Microsoft uh, presentation, and in that it basically says, talking about Exchange Online, basically says native data protection in Exchange Online generally avoids the need for backup. Okay, so again the reality here is that Microsoft is backing up the data. Now another option in OneDrive here, if you read the details, is that uh, you can retain deleted OneDrive for business data for up to 10 years. Now, by default, it's only enabled for 30 days, but you can actually go in using PowerShell or the Admin Console and increase that to a maximum of 3,650 days, obviously 10 years there. So again, standard default, no additional costs to go in and do that. So it's indication of the data capabilities that you can go in and set uh, if you do wish to do that. Now, this first article that I'm looking at here, um, it does refer to some conversations and a webinar given by another MVP, Tony Redman, uh, speaking about you know the backup capabilities and you know some of the issues around what backup vendors, independent backup vendors are saying in regards to Microsoft Three Six Five backups. So I would again encourage you to read this article that I've written and the links that are in there. Now the original article that I wrote <coughs> about, excuse me, about. Uh, Office 365 backup back in 2018. Um, again, called out where Microsoft actually refers to in its SLAs that it does go in and back up the data, and I've linked to those in this article. I've also gone through and spoken about you know how you can recover data in things like SharePoint and OneDrive and using litigation hold and correctly you know configuring the environment so again I would encourage you to uh, basically you know go in and uh have a look at you know have a look at that uh, article in uh more detail so that you can get a you know a better idea of you know what the options are now don't get me wrong more backups are better there's no question but remember if you do Choose to use a third-party backup. There is going to be, you know, a cost involved um, to, you know, bring the product into license for every user, and then you're going to have to set up a user with the appropriate permissions uh, that have that capability to go and run the backup and that's generally uh, done as a standing admin with global admin privileges and that's always a risk in you know many environments to have that so it's not uh, always a good thing so remember that yes you can add third-party backups in here but uh, the important thing to remember uh, is the fact that you know in many cases that doesn't remove risk it introduces different risks that you need to you know have a think about and understand as well So the document we want to have a look at here when it comes to the commercial versions of Microsoft 365 and how backup is uh, managed behind the scenes. Uh, We want to have a look at a document here called Microsoft Products and Services Data Protection Amendment. And that basically is updated regularly. I'm looking at the September 15, 2022 version. You can download that from Uh, the trust center Microsoft has now when you have a look at this document if you go down to a heading here called data security in that you'll find an area called security practices and policies which I am uh, viewing at the moment and I'll just read out to you exactly what this paragraph says so under the security and practices security Practices and policies it says Microsoft will implement and maintain appropriate technical and organizational measures to protect customer data professional services data and personal data against accidental or unlawful destruction loss alteration unauthorized disclosure of or access to personal data transmitted stored or otherwise processed all right so uh, again you can go in and have a look at this article in in more detail if you want to but the reality as i mentioned in summary Remember that Microsoft, the documents here indicate and show that Microsoft is backing up customer data. Um, this is it's not a fair and true statement to say microsoft does not back up data in the commercial version of microsoft 365 so again uh, important to understand the facts there and uh, have a look at the capabilities and the actual documentation uh, microsoft will uh, be using and abiding by here and the articles are linked and the items are linked uh, in the show notes now another one here that i'll call your attention to it's called protecting data uh, and privacy in the cloud and if we you know, scroll down to uh, the third page here uh, in the last paragraph it says Microsoft uh, believes that data enterprise customer uh, customers host in the cloud belongs to them and then a bit further down in there it says additionally each service has established a set of standards for storing and backing up data and securely deleting data upon request from the customer so that is uh, a document readily available i'll put the link in the show notes and it has been around since 2014 so once again reinforcing that microsoft does indeed back up the data in microsoft in the microsoft 365 uh, commercial cloud there now another reference item i'll refer you to when it comes to backup and security is uh, this one this good one here the essential eight cyber security guidelines so you'll find uh, the link in the show notes the number of videos webinars you can go and have a look out there, go and have a look and uh, you know, get the information there. But again, going back to the Service Trust portal, which you find at servicetrust.microsoft.com. All right, so if you go in there and then look out and do a search for all documents. So I've gone in there and I've done a search for Essential 8. And one of the documents here is called uh, Microsoft General-Essential8-Backup. And it has a date on it. In this case, it's 2022-09. So let us download that and just open it up and show you uh what's in here so this is headed uh, basically achieving australian cyber security center essential eight maturity and then these this particular document is configuring microsoft backup settings now i can't recommend this highly enough for people to go in and go through firstly to read and understand the capabilities included in the Microsoft 365 product, commercial product, when it comes to uh, data backup, uh, you know, resiliency, recovery, all that sort of stuff. And it will show you uh, how to go in and correctly configure things like OneDrive, SharePoint, to get the maximum resiliency for your data in there. So encourage you to go in and have a look at that. I'll put a link again in the show notes. There's no direct link to it, unfortunately, so the best option is to go into the service portal and go in and do a search for essential 8 and you'll find this document here uh, around backup which again highly encourage you to read and take the learnings from that the settings that microsoft call out there and configure your environment uh, appropriately so at the end of the day i think in summary you know there's lots of um, evidence there to you know reinforce that microsoft is backing up data customer data in the Microsoft 365 commercial environment however I would stress that to get the most out of it to maximize that uh, you do need to go in and make some configuration changes to maximize that like the OneDrive setting uh, increasing it from the default 30 to potentially 10 years number of other settings in some cases you do need additional licensing like uh, the litigation hold capability but that comes with Microsoft 365 Business Premium so I would suggest to you that correctly configured um, that you are going to be able to be confident the data is backed up and recoverable and is included in the service that you're already paying without the need necessarily to uh, invest in a third-party backup solution however there are valid reasons to have third party backup options uh, if you do for example want to store the data outside the Microsoft environment for some reason so uh, re- do remember that but make sure that you understand what is provided or it's included in the service before you look and, look and going, going out and buying additional services. Because I see people believing that their data is not being backed up, paying for additional services and having issues around that. Now remember too that not all Microsoft 365 services can be backed up by third-party providers. So think about things like Sway, Planner, uh, the conversations or the chat in teams can be exported but very difficult to re-import to you know restore so we're talking about backup and restore here uh, so make sure that you do go and verify firstly what the microsoft product can do with the licenses you are provided the documents i've provided there hopefully will give you a basis to review that then go and look at okay well i need some additional options here to add to my environment to reduce my risk that can be covered by third-party uh, providers appropriately configured. Remember, there will be a cost for a third-party provider and there will also be some uh, security that you do need to mitigate there as well because that backup provider will need typically a global admin, standing global admin license to access that uh, information and make sure that you are happy and confident with their infrastructure, the way they manage security because you are giving, you know, that application access to all the data uh, that you have and again how is that checked how is that monitored how is that secured should be a very valid question uh, to ask now the last thing in backup that i'll mention here is to look forward to uh, a new or enhanced product from microsoft microsoft syntax uh, that is already available in its base form but it's going to add the capability to do additional backups uh, of files and emails and other items and teams in the environment. It's not available just yet, but it's sort of being touted as a granular approach, an easy way to uh, manage uh, backup items on top of what Microsoft is already doing. There is or will be additional cost for syntax, but there are additional benefits around things like using AI to tag documents. So I'd certainly be looking at that. I think that's going to be a big item Uh, when it does become available. I've implemented it, and one of the big advantages of syntax is we can actually tie the usage to an Azure Uh, License, which means we only have to pay for what we use, and I think that's a great way uh, for SMBs to get into it to understand what it is firstly, and then potentially maybe buy you know a per month license that makes sense for them. So, again, on the backup front, look at what Microsoft 365 does provide out of the box for Exchange, SharePoint, uh, all Teams, all those capabilities, uh, and then, like I said, have a look at and be prepared for uh, probably early in the new year. We're looking at uh, the backup capability coming in or being incorporated into syntax. We want to be able to see that, get a feel at all. As soon as I get it, I'll let you know. Uh, I have a play with it and we'll discuss it here on the podcast to give you better an idea. But I think there'll be a public preview coming shortly. So again, keep your eyes out for that number of public previews are coming in 2023 I'm very excited about and hopefully be able to report to you. But keep your eyes out for syntax and that backup capability that Microsoft is uh, incorporating in top of, on top of all the other stuff that it's already doing. And again, And remember that if someone does, a third party does tell you that Microsoft doesn't back up the data, well, hopefully the links that I'll provide in the show notes here, you'll be able to point them to that that so that they can get their information correct. Uh, And the Microsoft documentation does tell you that they are, in fact, backing up the data, as you would expect from a commercial service. So with that, I'd like to thank you very much for uh, listening to this episode of the Need to Know podcast. My name is Robert Crane. Please feel free again to reach out to me via those different connection methods, uh, Twitter at Director and also email Director at CIA Ops. Once again, I'll wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'll be back in the middle there with hopefully some updates, some additional information. But if you have any feedback, any thoughts, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you on those mediums if you want to look at joining the shared channel so can continue the conversation there that will be fantastic and again i thank you for all your support over the year and i look forward to what 2023 will bring when it comes to the microsoft 365 environment so with that thank you very much listening to this episode
0: you have been listening to the need to know podcast from cia ops for training on using technologies like sharepoint online or microsoft 365 visit www.ciaopsacademy.com by purchasing from the selections available you'll be directly supporting this podcast to provide feedback on this episode visit www.ciaops.com contact